Welcome to the Miracles from Israel podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Hanna. In this week's podcast, we're celebrating 73 years of Israel's independence. That's 73 years filled with miracle after miracle. Ever since the beginning in 1948, where despite being smaller in numbers, we have been victorious over those who sought to destroy us where a country of immigrants was thrown together with no infrastructure in a malaria-stricken and desert-barren land that had almost no food and water enough to sustain the hundreds of thousands of immigrants that poured into its borders, has now developed into a country that exports tons of agricultural products and water to its drought-stricken neighbors. A country where every forward-thinking tech company like Intel, Google, Apple, Samsung, Facebook, and many others have a research and development center in Israel. And despite the fact that we have had so many elections and we complain about our leaders, Israel is continuously ranked as one of the happiest places to live. A country where despite its young age and small role in the international arena, managed to get most of our country vaccinated and hopefully will come out of this new COVID reality better equipped than before. And right before our 73rd Independence Day, with God's infinite love and kindness, somehow someone managed to destroy and God willing indefinitely postpone the greatest modern threat to the Jewish state, Iran's nuclear capabilities, which was our enemy's number one most guarded weapon and hidden in our enemy's number one most protected location. And the destruction of the Iranian centrifuges was done so precisely that even the head of the Iranian Parliament Energy Committee said the following quote, The enemy's plot was very beautiful. I'm looking at it from a scientific point of view. They thought about this and used their experts and planned the explosion so both the central power and the emergency power would be damaged. End quote. Not only was Iran's nuclear ambitions temporarily curtailed, but the number one person responsible for its success, the Iranian chief nuclear scientist, responsible for developing a bomb that could potentially, God forbid, kill millions of Israelis, he himself was killed in an attack, the only one being harmed, not his wife or the dozens of security guards that were accompanying him. Going deep into the enemy country and destroying its nuclear ambitions, that plan could have failed in a million different ways, but thank God it succeeded in thwarting and perhaps permanently delaying Iran's nuclear capabilities. We are living in miraculous times. It's incredible. But now, what's the problem? Well, since the Jewish people have returned to their land and Israel has returned to its status as a Jewish homeland, we see the prophetic blessings and achievements of Israel's success coming true. But at the same time, we are seeing an increase in anti-Semitism and an increase in anti-Israel sentiment. That's not a coincidence. Because 
Unfortunately, the truth is, is that the anti-Israel and anti-Semites, which is really the same animal, they don't hate the Jews for the things they do wrong. They hate the Jews for the things they do right. The success of the Jewish people to be a light onto the world gets the anti-Semites infuriated. It triggers them because that's the job of the Yetzah Hara, the Satan, the evil forces, whatever you want to call it. The job of evil in this world is to pursue the good, and it's everywhere you look, increasing in numbers. So how do we fight this? Well, we fight evil with goodness. We continue as the Jewish people to help others, to research new medical treatments, to develop the technology of tomorrow, to continue helping the less fortunate. This is how we fight the hatred against the Jews and against the state of Israel. We continue to shine God's name and light onto the world. If you read the biblical text, you see that the land of Israel is not an abstract, randomly chosen land. It is a very specific land with specific boundaries and specific rules for a very specific people with a specific purpose, where, according to the Bible, it is the place where God chose for his name to dwell, where God wanted to be worshipped, the place from where God's teachings would spread. And now that the Jews are back in their land, fulfilling their biblical mandate, we hope that the words of Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4, concerning the Jewish people, Jerusalem, and specifically the Jewish temple will come true. For Isaiah says, In the days to come, the mount of the Lord's house shall stand firm above the mountains and tower above the hills, and all the nations shall gaze on it with joy. And the many peoples shall go and say, Come, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For instruction shall come forth from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Thus he will judge among the nations, and arbitrate for the many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not take up sword against nations. They shall never know war. O house of Jacob, Come, let us walk by the light of the Lord. End quote. Happy Independence Day, Israel, and may God continuously bless you. Somebody was a watching. Somebody was a watching. Somebody was a watching. Somebody.